Hey there, for Milo.co, I'm Preston, and you are listening to SideGig, the show about what it's really like to start and run a successful side hustle. You know the host of today's episode, there's Ryan, Ian, and me, Preston, we've all built growing side businesses while succeeding at a day job. Building a successful side business is no easy task, and it can be even more overwhelming and difficult when you feel like you're all alone in your journey toward entrepreneurship. That's why on today's episode, the three of us brainstorm a list of 12 entrepreneurs who've inspired, motivated, and helped us as we built our own successful side businesses and turned them into full-time gigs. The list includes small business builders, massive entrepreneurial visionaries, and everyone in between. And some you'll know, and some you'll wish you had heard of a long time ago. But regardless of where you are on your side hustle journey, this list is a great starting point for building your own list of people, books, videos, podcasts, and blogs who can inspire, guide, and motivate you on your side hustle journey. Show notes for this episode can be found at sidegigshow.com slash 2.5. And I'd like to thank today's sponsor, Find Side Gigs. They're a 100% free lead generation service for freelancers and side giggers who are ready to take their business to the next level. Subscribe to their free gig list at sidegigshow.com slash find. And every week, they'll send you premium jobs you can complete in your free time, boosting your side hustle revenue, and introducing you to clients that can become the lifeblood of your business. One more time, that's sidegigshow.com slash find, where you can sign up 100% free to get started. Let's jump into the episode today, and I will be back at the end of the conversation for some parting thoughts. I've wrote down so many names. With This one's going to be, uh, we'll probably get through like five uh, different people and uh, you know it will be half an hour up so <laughs> we'll see how it goes <laughs> yeah probably we can we can do like a rapid fire at the end I think we're going to have a lot of really great people on the list today for the listeners today we are we're talking about some people who have really inf- influenced us inspired us motivated us as we've the three of us worked on our side businesses people that you the listener can go uh check out their work, listen to their podcasts, whatever it might be, you can become familiar with them and hopefully also get inspired and motivated by them so that um, you can be empowered as you build your side business as well. But we are, we definitely, uh, like you were saying, Ian, we're going to have a lot. I think we all have, have probably a lot of people on our lists. Let's dive right in. Ian, do you want to give us your first one? Yeah, sure. So I would say probably the, the number one person that I've been following on, on almost a daily basis is uh, Pat Flynn. Um, of uh, Smart Passive Income and he basically has two different podcasts so he's got the Smart Passive Income one which I think is weekly but then he has an Ask Ask Pat um, daily episode and and basically with that uh, business owners, entrepreneurs and so on can just approach him with different questions and I've learned a lot from him not just in, in terms of how he's actually running his business and, and making an insane amount of money you know passively each month like i mean it, per month it's hundreds of thousands of pounds it's an insane amount of money but i mean for, for me it's not, it's not just that he doesn't come across arrogant in any way he's he's very open very honest very genuine he literally shares every every everything that he knows with his audience and um, I know I've I've always found that very inspiring, and um, I've learned a lot from from him. Like you can literally go on his website now, and you can see exactly 
how much money he's made this month and where that money came from. So if you're into, you know, building a passive income, which I can imagine a lot of the audience will be, Pat Flynn is definitely someone that you need to be following. Well, I think that's that's what's kind of cool about Pat's whole mission is, you know, it's not 100% passive. Like Pat works his butt off to make everything happen that happens for him. But what makes some of it passive is he does the work once on something and then he reaps the benefits for a long time. You know, for example, he does a ton of affiliate work um, where he uh, sort of search engine SEO stuff mixed with affiliate stuff where, and Ryan, I know you do a lot of this as well, um, where uh, basically you, you get people to come to your site via search and then they go off to your affiliates and you make a commission on those affiliates. And so he, he does that work once and then that piece of work brings in revenue for a long time. That's sort of the passive aspect, probably the biggest, biggest thing that he does that's passive. And I think that can be super powerful for a side hustler, someone building a side business because you don't have a lot of time. And so you might have time to do, you know, an article, you know, complete with the SEO research, creating the article, setting up the affiliate offer. You might be able to do like one or two of those a week, but you could do those, you know, one or two a week. And after a while, you've built this sort of mountain of possibilities that are hopefully bringing in some passive revenue every month. The idea is to build on that every every day or every week or every month. Yeah, I think Pat's totally. always been um, very open that you know, realistically, to build a passive income, it's not entirely passive. But yeah, what yeah. He, what he is doing, he's doing all the work now, and he's probably at the, at the point now where he could physically stop everything that he's doing, and for months on end, he'll still be making money from his yeah. um, courses, from his books. Um, he probably won't make any money from sponsorship, um, but you know, just just based on like the the courses brought out now on um, podcasting, he'd be making money on that forever. And uh, his book as well, they'd be selling. So yeah, he could literally stop now, and he'd be making money for quite some time. I remember yeah, looking sure. at one of his income reports maybe about a year ago, and I saw that like one YouTube video about like how to set up a WordPress website was driving like on average 40 to 60 grand in affiliate commissions a month for him. Uh-huh. And that's, that's something blue, that, like, blue host, right? <laughs> blue host. Yeah. And he filmed it in yeah. like 2010, put it on YouTube when YouTube was, you know, still fairly new from like a search perspective. Like he, he keyworded uh, out like really intelligently. And like, that's something that he probably literally has not touched in seven years. And it's making that much money for him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think he's a great example of little things you can do along the way that if you keep working on them, they really add up. And he's, if you watch him, he's sort of the, he, he really is the, the shining example of, of just doing little things and letting the compound effect of all of those little things, I shouldn't say little things, but individual projects, the compound effect is what really makes him stand out. I agree. Mm-hmm. So we're going to link up all of these um all of these blogs or podcasts, every everybody that we talk about, we're gonna we're gonna have links in the show notes. You can find the show notes at sidegigshow.com slash two point five. Are we on episode five this season? So two point slash two point five. We'll have everybody there. So don't worry about writing any of these down. Don't get in a car accident if you're listening while you're driving. Um, keep running on the treadmill. Do whatever you're doing. We're gonna have all of those notes for you in the show notes. Um, I, I want to move on to to someone who's really inspired me. 
Um, and that is the team at Fizzle. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Fizzle. No. So Fizzle is run by... Um, I can hear someone looking it up. <laughs> Fizzle is run by uh, Corbett Barr and uh, Chase Reeves. And Corbett ran, before Fizzle, he ran a site called Think Traffic. That's where where I sort of ran into him, and I think a lot of people discovered Corbett. And, and what I love about these guys is they are not... Um, they are not, as far as I know, or as far as I can tell now, they don't do like shared income reports like Pat does. But as far as I can tell, they're probably not making millions of dollars. But but what I love about these guys is they have intentionally built their business around their lifestyle. Like they're not interested in scaling a business, finding an exit strategy, finding shareholders, taking on investments. They're, they're not interested in any of that. They're literally building a lifestyle business together um, so they each are married and Chase has kids and, and their whole focus is like, <clears throat> how can, how can we build a business that lets us live the lifestyle that we want to, that lets us, you know, Corbett goes to Mexico for six months a year, um, just lives in Mexico six months of the year, uh, to, to avoid the bad weather in, I think they're in Portland and, um, and you know, they, they're always like traveling and just talking about sort of the, as on their podcast, the fizzle show, they talk as much about living life as they do about running a business. And so that really inspired me because part of my motivation for running a side business wasn't to become a millionaire. My my biggest motivation is to have more time with my family, more time at home, more flexibility to either travel or just just do the important things with my kids and with my wife that I want to be doing. And and so far that's paying off and it's been a huge inspiration for me. I like that. I think that's a good example of someone who who sort of, you know, balances what life is all about, which I do feel like a lot of our listeners can resonate with. You know, it's like if you want to do a side project, you probably aren't super, super interested in just making millions of dollars. Like if you're going to be committing the time and making sacrifices, it really has to be something that you enjoy doing. Absolutely. I think the crowd listening to this probably isn't the startup crowd, you know, hoping to launch the ne- next Instagram or something and have this huge billion dollar exit. I think most of the listeners are probably a lot like us. They're trying to build something, yes, nice and a nice size and a nice income and and but but really focused around those goals that you have both in your business and in your life. If you go back to episode 1, I think it was of this season, um we talk a lot about like your long-term vision for what what your life looks like. Uh, in five years or 10 years or 20 years based on, you know, what, what you hope your side business ultimately becomes. So I want to, I want to bring up someone who has sort of like similar ambitions and like similar, I guess, origin story, um, to where, you know, not interested in building a billion dollar business, but, um, Russ Perry, who started design pickle, um, something that, you know, we were talking about before the show started, actually. Um, it's this website that offers unlimited graphic design um, help per month, flat rate fee. It's really, really simple. It's actually ridiculously cheap, too. Um, and he sort of built this business that was born out of his own struggles running an agency. So before he started Design Pickle, he was like, uh, he was running a design agency, a creative agency, and he basically was like, killing himself with the amount of time putting into going out and pitching clients and, you know, taking on really, really time consuming projects and making massive, you know, revisions and complete turnarounds on projects. And basically he was like 
I'm done with this lifestyle. This is going to kill me. Um, he has kids, so he was not getting the kind of quality time he wanted with his family. Um, and he decided to start this design pickle thing as a little, you know, side project at first. And he was doing consulting work to supplement his income. And he, and he sort of had this concept of like, okay, like what can I really strip out of the design agency and turn into something that, that can be, you know, not necessarily passive, but way less time consuming from his own perspective. And from what he's built, like he, I think they charge three seventy nine a month right now for, for their unlimited graphic design. Um, he has a team of designers that I believe the designers are mostly based in the Philippines. Um, but he like charges or he, he pays them a really high commanding wage for, for the Philippines. So he's got sort of this, this business that I've always found to be really admirable to where, you know, he's paying people a good wage where they live He's making good money now um, with his business and he's not killing himself with the time that he puts into it. And once he was able to sort of grow Design Pickle to, I don't know, I think like the tipping point for him was, you know, maybe around 100 customers or so. Um, he made the leap to working on that full time and it, it's turned into a business that Russ has done a lot of different podcast interviews. You can check them out. Um, one I really liked was on Jake Jorgovan's podcast. Um, it's called working without pants. He did a really good interview with Jake. Um, but he's basically up to like $400,000 a month in recurring revenue with this business. And it's something where, you know, he talks very openly about like, I could walk away from this today and it would, you know, essentially keep running which I feel like is the goal for a lot of people listening that, that, you know, maybe they're starting with freelancing or consulting, but eventually want to get something that's a little less personally time intensive. Yeah. I think to just reiterate a couple of things that you said, I love that he started out not by saying, I want to run a company that makes $400,000 recurring every month, by the way, guys, if you didn't catch that every month, like that's insane amount of money um, for the kind of business that it is. It, it, it basically, he, he started out saying, you know, I want to do work that I enjoy. I'm tired of sort of agency life work. Uh, and I want to have more time with my family. And, you know, money is good. I need some money. But he didn't say, I want to be making, you know, at least in his interviews, he hasn't brought that up. Because I've listened to a, a couple as well, Ryan. I think he's making the rounds. Um, <clears throat> but, but yeah, I've been super inspired by his story as well. Because it feels like it came from the right place. And I know a lot of people are really upset about his business model. You know, in, in the Milo audience, we have a lot of designers. I can totally understand where people are coming from um, in terms of being upset about that business model. I, I think not to belabor this point, and, and Ian, you probably have thoughts on it as well. I think the clients that use someone like Design Pickle, keep in mind it's production work, right? So it's it's pixel pushing. It's It's not like extremely creative original work it's it's more production work and and so a lot of those clients you don't want anyway and uh and and frankly i don't know i i I think i think it's a really ingenious business to be completely honest but i do understand why people have an issue with it i will say he he in one of his interviews like you said ryan he said their goal is to pay three times the average going rate for graphic designers in the philippines where most of their designers are based i mean to have a goal to pay three times and to be that he said his goal is to be the best paying graphic design employer in um in the philippines i just think i think it's admirable so I'm sure there's, you know, two sides to every story, but I think I agree. I find him, I find him and, and what he's done inspirational, 
inspirational and, and admirable for sure. I know I haven't actually listened to any of those um, podcasts yet. It's, it's something that I'm still keen to do. So I, I don't know his uh, story that well, but I find the whole thing incredible that he's able to do unlimited amount of work for such a small amount of money. And he's built a, a business from that. And I don't know, the, I guess the way that I see it from my perspective, if anyone has an issue with that, I would just, you know, be inspired by it rather than, you know, having an issue with it. Because at the end of the day, like you said, um, Preston, that's probably not someone that's going to go with you anyway if you have a fully uh, bespoke service that's more one-to-one. You know, it is very much for, um, you know, small startups that just want to pay a small amount of money just to get things done quickly. And, um, you know, there's there's always been... Uh, you know, a, a large number of sites and services out there that have tailored to that audience already. But I just find it admirable that this guy has been able to, you know, find out a way um, to do that, that kind of where everyone wins. That's what I like about it. That It, it just sounds like everyone is winning from, from what he's built. And I, I don't know, I just find that inspiring. So I'm keen to listen to those um, podcasts myself. Mm-hmm. And I should yeah, have mention, a listen. They're really great. Um, you know, for for people who may not be familiar with Design Pickle, Russ is just a really good marketer. <laughs> the the unlimited I'm doing air quotes right now. The unlimited component of that is you can make <laughs> unlimited requests to your assigned designer. So it's not like you can theoretically get you know 500 logos made or like a thousand Facebook ad images made um, while those are like the kinds of projects that they do basically like you just kind of add to your queue of work that your designer works through so it's sort of you know it's I think it's really just a clever marketing play on the word unlimited yeah and on the price I mean yeah I think the whole thing is is really really clever I think that's what's gotten him to where he's at it's it's a there's a sort of shock factor right if you're if you're used to working with a designer who charges you three hundred dollars per pod, per project, and now all of a sudden you can get unlimited quote unquote unlimited graphic design work done in a month for three hundred dollars for the same cost or close to the same cost, it's a no brainer. So I think there's shock factor, sort of no brainer. Yeah, and and what I also love, I'm glad you brought that up, Ryan. Is in a couple of his interviews, he's um, he's mentioned that he just loves marketing. Like, I think he loves, not I think, I'm, I'm pretty positive, he loves marketing more than he likes design. I don't know how he, like, ended up being a designer um, because clearly he's meant to be a marketer. And, and but part of his whole vision was, like, I want to work more on marketing and less on design. And so he built this thing that allows him to do the work that he enjoys the most. Sometimes when you're building a side gig, it can be easy to end up doing the work you dislike, um, and sometimes you have to just grin and bear it and do it, but uh, but it, but it's always good to take a step back and say, what work do I enjoy the most? Am I am I doing the work that I enjoy? Build something that you enjoy doing instead of building just another job for yourself. I think it's probably. Alrighty, who else is on your list? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bundle two people together here because um, for Great. for me they're uh, both equally inspiring. But basically. Um, David Airy and um, Jacob Cass. When I first started um, Logo Geek, they were the they were the two people that I was kind of admiring to be like. 
Um, so for anyone that 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 doesn't know of them, uh, they they both work on logos and they both have their own blogs and their own social media. And what I was able to do was basically uh, reverse engineer what both of them were were doing, and that that was essentially um, tweeting frequently. Um, uh, blogging frequently, interacting with their audience and, um, you know, writing books and, you know, just basically being very authoritative around um, logos. So, um, you know, I I think it's important when you are kind of running a side gig to have people that you admire, that you, that you want to, you know, do something similar to so that you can see how they've done it you can watch what they're doing and you can kind of replicate that and I found it really amazing that after five years of replicating those guys I started to do things with them now you know I've started to be on um, juries with them so I I think that just goes to show that if you do find people out there that are doing something that you want to do watch what they're doing and do the same thing and you're going to get there as well. And especially because you have limited time when you're running a side gig. So don't reinvent the wheel necessarily. There's time for innovation, obviously, but when you have limited time, sometimes don't bother to reinvent the wheel. Just figure out what's already working for other people and and replicate that in your own creative way. I would add to that list of two, if I can, I would add Chris Spooner. Uh, sort of in the same, like, like when I first started Milo, I, I was watching David Airy. I was watching Jacob. Like you said, I was, I was also watching Chris Spooner and his story has been really inspiring as well. Um, he's, he's turned basically just, just giving all of this value to his community in terms of design tutorials and design resources. He's turned that into a subscription based company. That's really done really well for him. And, and He's such a, um, I've had a chance to, to chat with him a couple of times. He's such a humble, nice, um, down to earth guy who, who, you know, not pretentious or anything, but he, but he's had all this success. I mean, if, if you've been in the graphic design community or web design community at all on the internet for a while, you know who Chris Spooner is. So I would definitely add him to that list. And I would be, you know, so I'm generally not a fan of, you know, recycling the names of the same people that are always on the top podcasts and always on the top (laughs) publications. Um, But I would be lying if I did not mention Noah Kagan as someone who's been a big inspiration Uh, for me. Um, And I think he's, he's, he's someone that like, so embodies the hustle that it's ridiculous. Um, and I've had a couple of times to talk to him for both for my podcast and for a project I'm putting on right now. Um, and the dude is like, I mean, he's down to do meetings at crazy times of the night or the early morning. He's like, you know, whatever I got to do again, really good marketer, whatever I got to do to keep getting my name out there and keep making progress on the projects that I've prioritized. Um, and you know, like recently, um, I, I talked to him on my podcast about this like $1,000 challenge that he did for himself. And this is something he did a few years ago, really, really popular um, on the sort of like blogosphere. But um, if you've never heard of it, um, Noah basically challenged himself on his blog publicly to to build a $1,000 a month business in 24 hours. And so we had you know people in, on his email list vote in the comments, should I make a business about like, you know, coffee, hiking, or beef jerky, or tacos, or something like that. Like, really, <laughs> just totally this, yeah. off the wall stuff. And 
but stuff he was interested in but stuff he was interested in exactly and that's the that's the trick and so people you know told him beef jerky was the winner and so he he hustled his ass off to go out and like he made phone calls to like companies that he had worked with people that he was already sort of like paying for services like i think one example in particular was the company SendGrid, which is like an email marketing service provider um, he already paid them on a monthly basis for one of his businesses that ran through SendGrid. And so he was like, you know, talking to his main point of contact there, like, okay, who's your office manager? Would they be interested in buying beef jerky? And like, you know, I've been a customer for two years. Like he really, you know, not necessarily guilt tripping, but like playing the cards that he has. And I think that yeah. was the common theme for me. And and he was able to cross that goal of, of $1,000 a month in beef jerky subscriptions, um, which I think is is a great example just, just to go. It goes to show, like, if you're willing to hustle and, you know, getting outside of your comfort zone again, coming back to that, um, I think that's what it's all about. Yeah, and, and adding value up front. Like, he, he knew he had added value to that mm-hmm. that vendor for so long that he wasn't afraid to go back and say, okay, now I need something from you or whatever. I think, again, not to add cliche names to the to the list, but Gary Vaynerchuk does the same thing, right? He gives and gives and gives. And whether you like his style or not or whether you agree with the things he says or not, I'm not putting on the table for a debate, but but he, he gives and gives and gives to his audience. And then every couple of years, he'll release a book and he'll ask ridiculous things like, you know, buy a hundred copies of my book. And you're like, what am I going to do with a hundred copies of your book? And he'll get, he'll get like corporate um, partners and stuff to buy thousands and thousands of copies um, because he understands that the game of writing a book and becoming a bestseller is to sell as many copies in a, in a certain amount of time as possible. So yeah, he, he, he pairs that adding value with uh, with just hustling and, and not being afraid to make the big ask when it's time to. I think that can be a, a, an important lesson for side hustlers as well, is like add value as much as you can. And when the moment's right, you need to probably make that big ask. I think Gary is one of those people who is uh, known for the word hustle. He's always about the hustle, hustle, hustle. And, um, you know, anytime you, you mention that word, his name comes into my head. So he's done a really good job of... Um, branding but yeah i've been following him for quite some years as well um he's on my list uh i i find the guy inspiring i mean he's he's always he's always on it he loves working and he literally doesn't stop and if you if you guys have read in any of his books he pretty much advises to work in that way just to focus 100 percent um but i mean not everyone needs to work that way and not everyone agrees with him but you can't i personally can't help but find the guy inspiring his story is interesting i think his story is for sure inspiring i i will say although i said i wasn't going to put it up for debate i will say like the the idea of uh, you know he has said a couple times you know, I don't see my kids hardly at all, but when they get a little older, maybe I'll, um, maybe I'll leave the office from, you know, five to seven to go home and have dinner and do bath time. And then, uh, and then I'll head back to the office. And I'm, I just, I mean, more power to him. Like, that's great. And he's going to make a lot more money than I'm going to in my lifetime. And he's going to buy a lot more football teams than I'm going to, but, (laughs) but, but that's where his priorities are. And and my priorities are different and I'm, I'm not trying to knock him or whatever. I, I think everyone has different priorities. So you have to sort of, I think as you're looking for people to inspire you, I think you have to keep in mind, like Gary inspires me in certain ways, but like the guys at Fizzle who build, who are building a a smaller business, 
but building it around their lifestyle, they inspire me in a completely different way to, to build my life in a, in a certain way. So I think it's just important as you look at sort of the, the spread of people who inspire you and motivate you, just keep in mind you don't have to necessarily do everything the way they say you have to do it. Find your own way that, that aligns with that long-term vision that we talked about in episode one of this season, and, and you'll be fine. With Gary V, one thing that I find really inspiring is uh, he leaves everything online. So you can actually go back to his uh, really first uh, videos and they are terrible. And for me, that alone is inspiring because obviously the stuff he's doing now um, and some of it is sponsored by big companies is very high production. But you go back to those old ones, it's literally him sat on a chair with a camera propped up in front of him. His hair's a mess. And he's just talking to the camera and he's been doing that continuously and he's obviously got better and got better kit. And, uh, you know, just that on his own is, is inspiring. Mm. Sorry, Ryan. Yeah, I wanted to mention someone who um, I, I realized we went through this list and we've pretty much mentioned all guys, which is which is, you know, oh, sort of indicative. So of, bad of it's us. indicative of the community, I think, you know, like the the people who who build like really strong personal brands around business. It just has so traditionally been, you know, overbearing with men. And I think someone who complements this from like the the ladies side of things is Debbie Millman, who I know a lot of the listeners to this show, if you're, if you're into graphic design, you've probably heard of Debbie. Um, she was named like one of the most influential designers working today by graphic design USA. Um, and she's been on a lot of really cool podcasts. So I've gotten to hear a lot of different angles of her story. I had her on mine talking about side project stuff. And for her, like she went through a ton of hard times when she first started working and, you know, she was doing freelancing on the side of when she was working for like a, a local businesses in New York City. And she eventually got what I guess she started, what was the first design podcast way, way, way back when podcasts were brand new. Um, and for her, she went out completely on a whim and did this podcast. She paid to do it despite thinking that she was uh, being offered the opportunity to to get paid to do it. So she was taking money out of her own pocket that she didn't really have to invest in sort of like building a community and talking about issues that she knew graphic designers had. And she basically used the show, at least as a starting point, as sort of just like creating resources for the community of graphic designers. And it's something that has blossomed now into something that's, you know, basically a full-time business for her, or at least a, a full-time amount of income. And it's led to tons and tons of other projects. But I think she's a really good example of someone who's just doubled down on something they they care a lot about and worked really, really hard to keep that project alive through ups and downs. Absolutely. I, I also, I don't know if you guys know uh, Marie Forleo. I find her super inspiring. If you go If you go back to the stuff, I mean, she has been cranking out content for years and if you go back to her early stuff it's like you were saying earlier ian she's like sitting on her couch with some webcam or something bad lighting bad audio but 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 then you watch the transformation of her content over i don't even know how many years probably a decade um her goal when she started was to build uh, build a personal brand and a business that would allow her to connect with oprah winfrey and um, which is like a big ask. That's 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 a huge deal, right? Is to actually have a personal connection with Oprah Winfrey, and she was able to do it, which I found so inspiring. That she had this very lofty goal in the beginning, 
and has reached that goal. And now she has this really great brand online. She makes beautiful videos that, that also are just jam packed with, um, with helpful information. One of my favorite videos I've seen from her is an interview with, I think his name's Adam Braun. He does, um, uh, Pencils of Promise, the nonprofit. Uh, I guess I, sh- I should say he doesn't like it to be called a nonprofit. It's a for for good company or something like that. Anyway, really great interview with him. Um, but she does tons of really good video content and and has built this amazing personal brand around herself that allows her to be exactly who she sort of dreamed she could be back when she was sitting on the couch making videos with a webcam. Okay. All right. Anyone else we should add to the list? I was going to say a big name. Um, Elon Musk. I what I like uh, about yeah. Elon is he seems to have unimaginably huge dreams and he's been able to do them like he's he's even got dreams of like colonizing Mars which is absolutely insane and um what what I like about him is obviously he's not going to be able to do that in his lifetime but what he's really good at doing is inspiring large volumes of people so that they do actually join his companies and and you know help him achieve his um you know short-term financial goals but everyone is you know actually there because they also want to colonize mars which is absolutely insane but i just love that he doesn't stop and he's prepared to give up everything to to achieve those goals i mean he's he's one person who's literally trying to save the world single-handedly you know with uh like the transportation system uh tesla and uh you know the the battery operated cars um solar cities so that um you know you can use the sun to charge up your cars and it's just nuts what he's doing and um you know it's it's hard not to be inspired by someone like that yeah someone who has really visionary ideas big thinking absolutely i'll add one last one ryan do you have any last one you want to add no go ahead okay so i have one last one and then we'll wrap up the episode um i i mention him too often in this show to not uh include him in this list but chris gillibo is uh someone who has really inspired me again he falls into the category of building a business around a lifestyle that you want if you're not familiar with chris he has traveled to every country in the world one of very few number of human beings to ever have done that but he's been to every country in the world um and he has written quite a few books all of which um have been have been really impactful in my life at least and he he also puts on this event called um, world domination summit uh i think it i think it's in portland and um wds is one of the most well-known events sort of in this entrepreneurship and just kind of living life on your own terms sort of space. Um, but what I love about the event is he puts on the event uh, not not to make a profit, but to donate the profits of that event to charity. And so he's not only built a business that allows him to do that and a brand that allows him to do that, but um, but but he's also, I mean, he's also a very successful author. He obviously makes a decent amount of money. And so um, I just think he's a cool example of how you can sort of do the things that you want to do to help other people while also building a business that that matches your lifestyle and that kind of thing. I think we'll wrap it up with that today. I'm sure there are lots more. If there are any that we come up with after the show, we can put them in the show notes. So you can check out those show notes one more time at sidegigshow.com slash 2.5. 
Um, we'll have the full list there, plus any that we come up with once we're off the air here. But great conversation today, guys. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks. Yeah, thank you. And that's the show, my friends. Show notes for today's episode, including the full list of folks who inspire us, plus links to the resources we've mentioned in this show, can be found at sidegigshow.com slash 2.5. And another quick thanks to our sponsor, Find Sidegigs. You can sign up for their email, which comes packed with quality side projects every week at sidegigshow.com slash find. It's 100% free and might just be the extra boost your side hustle needs. That's all from us this week from Ryan, Ian, and me, Preston. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week on another episode of Sidekick.